0: Hey everybody, welcome to We Got the Beat, our spin-off from Video Night, uh, the podcast where we discuss four movies with a similar topic. Uh, if you haven't listened to the show, too bad! No, I <laughs> don't know where I'm going with that one. <laughs> too uh, bad? Really? No, there's no too bad. It's not like it disappeared. It's always there. You can still listen to it. It's just on hiatus right, right now. <laughs> well, we, <Yeah. laughs> my co-host, Andrew. Um, Hello. Hello is uh he's my regular co-host on video night uh we just kind of took some time off so he's gonna cop you know
1: you're gonna kind of come in
0: every couple months whatever what
1: yeah yeah but like this is all your fault this episode is literally all your fault why and it's not a bad thing it's just you're responsible for my appreciation of the john hughes teen movie series because of weird signs because of weird science. Now, hold on. <laughs> How does that affect a whole mini-genre? Did you just decide I, well, to go
0: back and revisit?
1: Yes, exactly. Okay, I was okay. Like, Well, so so um, I, I did some logo work for this project that you're doing here. And two, two times uh, for you. And you were like, I'm going to just send you this really great Blu-ray of weird science. And I was just like, fine. Even though, you know, on video night we did... <laughs> did weird science, and I was not kind to it. You were not. At all. <laughs> and and it, then I watched it again on this Arrow release. And not only are the special features neat, it has this extended intro, and it just fills out the movie and makes it actually better. Everything about the movie's better, including the, the dumb things that they added. Like, I also seemingly grew up, in, like, matured in my perspective on life and you know what I'm willing to accept in my you know square ways and whatever. Now I'm a lot more lax. So you mean from and three years all... ago? Well, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess yeah. it was. It
0: was almost five years ago we did that. That was one of our very first episodes.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you 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 unplugged this little thing in me that I was just like, I'm just gonna watch a lot of John Hughes stuff. And by gum, I, I really like a lot of it. Huh. Like a whole lot of it. Don't get me on the family stuff. I don't like that. I don't like Uncle Buck. I don't like... Come moms. on,
0: Baby's Day Out or Zygote's <laughs> Day Out, the prequel. Oh <laughs> uh,
1: Yeah, that was pretty okay. Lots
0: of, lots of getting out. kicked in the balls by little kids. <laughs> That's what those
1: old movies are. Right? So, so we're starting chronologically as usual. And that is 16 Candles.
0: Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I forgot to watch this one. But I watched it like six months ago when it was free on Amazon, so I, I have the memory it's still somewhat
1: Okay, fresh. so that's the one that I've seen the least, but what I get out of it is that it's the most national Lampoonzy of all of his teen movies.
0: Definitely. The sense of humor is almost spoof-like.
1: Mm-hmm. Like all the all the teen archetypes of peripheral teens, like the the band geeks the two guys with jock straps on their head and they're like nerds. No nerd that I ever knew did that or would do that. Wait, I take it back. Hold on. Not a jock strap on the head, but actually, uh, and not like these guys. These guys weren't aware of what they were doing, it seems.
0: You know, I think think about the people because I was considered a nerd and I don't remember everything I've ever seen in movies about nerds, I just didn't have or i am right, not and i'm pretty self-aware I knew, like,
1: I knew a guy who rolled with whatever the insult was and he owned that insult it's like taking the name back you know what i mean and he did that but i wasn't uh, aware at the time of what he was doing he was deflating the bullying by you know right like, dodging dodging via humor and i was just like don't do that they're just going to keep bullying you which they did keep bullying him yet he kept dodging via humor and i i didn't get it when i was in eighth grade but these kids aren't that aware (laughs) so it just seems like uh, caricature after caricature after caricature including long duck dong including actually the the racism that is in the show uh from all the affluent white people they're casually racist here and there but i think maybe that's a commentary on them or at least i hope so the, yeah, prostitute. that's, actually what
0: people miss. I think that there's a lot going on that is about... It's, it's a commentary on suburban, bland, yeah. clueless people. You know, yeah. the simple fact that her grandparents just walk up to her and goes, her boobies are so perky or something like that. And she just puts <laughs> them on Her grandmother
1: feels her up. Yeah. It's... What? This isn't... Well, I'm not a tween, teen girl sprouting boobs, but I don't think that's... Ever, I can't imagine that ever happening in real life.
0: No. So it's, that's why it falls into parody land because I don't. Yeah. I don't think John Hughes is an insensitive jerk. Um, I think that what he was commenting on is what I just said earlier. It's just uh, I think through the ages that people see Long Duck Dong and
1: they is, cringe.
0: Yeah, and it is a little cringe worthy, but it's also I think misunderstood. It's it's, it's like the thing we talked about with weird science. Um. Even Joss Whedon said it, uh, and I think he gets it wrong. Is that he thought it was male fantasy fulfillment by making a woman, and it was sexist as hell. And I go, no. You watch that movie. Lisa is in they charge worshipped. the entire time. They worship her.
1: Yeah, she's a, a goddess. She's literally worshipped. Um, but but let's talk about Sixteen Candles. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's not but what we're here that's, for. But that's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what if I just turned off the
0: episode? <laughs> <out>? We're done. <laughs> Yeah, of course. <laughs> the old age-old joke.
1: No. Oh. Um, Sixteen Candles, I don't think is my favorite of them. Yeah,
0: no. It is... It is but, well, no. I but got, I got one it, that I feel I worse about. I do
1: enjoy it. I do enjoy it. But it's not my favorite. And we're not talking about Ferris Bueller. That's not on the list. No. That's sort of a, uh, like the outlier. Um, but in, in this... Uh, it not a lot of the characters are likable and the one that is most likable is Anthony Michael Hall but that kind of is cut from the same, remember uh, off- no, what is it, uh, Career Opportunities, Frank Wally?
0: I literally thought you were going to say Aqua Teen Hunger oh, Force, so I was like what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
1: no Career Opportunities career opportunities where he's like the pathological liar. He's like the fast talker. Oh, well, and I was this,
0: this seems... kid. I was, I was, I mean, I wasn't going after anybody's panties, but I was uh, the fast talking poser who was always trying to cover his bases so he didn't get the snot beat out of him and didn't get made fun of. And I. I... But what,
1: what's interesting about this, Oz, is that every character, major character, is fleshed out enough to actually be relatable and not uh, even though she's a, a spoiled teen, 16-year-old girl on her birthday, nobody's saying happy birthday to her, and she's totally missed because of it. It's first world problems to the end. But uh, everybody becomes relatable. The only thing story. I don't
0: like about the movie is, uh, this is this is why I haven't seen the movie in a while, so I apologize. What's the main guy's name? That Michael Shuffling's character. Jake Ryan. Jake Ryan. I thought he was a little bland.
1: He is a little bland, but he's beautiful, too. He's like a uh, cut from the same kind of at the time. Um, the Dylan boys. He looks like the better Dylan out of the three, even <laughs> though there's only two. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even though there's only two, he could be the better-looking Dylan. But, you know, I think that guy... Um, Went off and became like a farmer or a rancher. Yeah, um,
0: I remember reading it. This is like 20 years ago. I was in a chiropractic office reading uh, whatever happened to. And if I remember correctly, he opened his own lumber company. Mm. He started off. He started off doing oh, uh, carpentry. Yeah, he started doing carpentry stuff and rebuilding houses and stuff like that. And then somewhere along the way, I think that he discovered that uh, the prices that other companies were asking for lumber supplies and, 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 and you know craftsman stuff was so expensive and that he decided to open his own little small shop or whatever to try to circumvent the high costs
1: Hmm. cool well good for him
0: yeah he uh he only did like three or four movies but he was fine but i do think there's a curse with a lot of these guys that come out of nowhere as leading men is that they look beautiful but they just don't have that thing Uh, yeah I,
1: i think he could have yeah, I mean, give he's it, well, he's stayed, also
0: very young. Give him time. I mean, look at yeah. people like Michael Perret. People threw him away after a couple yeah. of movies. And now he's just become like one of those character actors
1: who's gotten a lot right. better. Right, right, yes. Kind of kind of what I was getting at, because he does also look a little bit like uh, Perret brother, if you will. Yeah. If there were Perret brothers. <laughs> so this also has the Cusacks in it, Joan and John Cusack. John has... More of a part than Joan. Joan seems to be more like geek fodder, right? Yeah. She yeah. has uh, the uh, antenna on her face, the, the braces. Oh, God. Mouth um, gear.
0: I don't want to relive that nightmare ever
1: again. You you had that?
0: Yes. And uh, when you're younger, you don't think about taking a shower every single day, so the imprint of your headgear is on your head. Your hair is matted in the form of the headgear, and you try to keep it secret so no one knows. And I, I remember getting this question, like, Dude, you wear a hat or something, like a lot? I was like, No, I never wear hats. Then what's an Oh, you have headgear, don't you? Like, son of a
1: bitch <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I never had that. Um, I can't relate. <laughs> uh, the hijinks in this film where he has to get the Anthony Michael Hall has to get the panties from her. I actually like the negotiation. Uh and it seems rather gentle and not um, actually malicious at all and she has pathos for this little geek because she also is in pretty much the same boat as he is in in her own way so this movie does have a lot of depth to it it's just the most uh, National Lampoon's send-up of a teen movie even though it's like one of the first like this yeah. You know?
0: right well it also doesn't have the weight of his next movies I, well ferris Bueller doesn't have a whole lot of dramatic weight but it does have a couple meltdowns from cameron
1: mm-hmm. um no that has a, that has like a core yeah this one ferris is the Bueller fluffier is. Right, kind right, right.
0: of world of john hughes that he would bring back in the 90s and which made it me kind of also this ha-
1: also has this incredibly naked scene in it um it's not full frontal. It's from a three-quarter view, but it's girls looking at another girl, and they're just in awe of her beauty, and they're jealous that they don't look like her in the shower room. And that was like, uh, what? Really? Wait, wait. What was this a PG thirteen movie or rate? it wasn't rated R? I think that it's right. I think it's R right R before PG thirteen came out. Yeah, so it's PG, and this is just nuts. Yeah. Yeah, all the kids have mouths on them too everybody's sweary it's almost Spielbergian in that <laughs> but you know Paul Dooley's in this yes Paul oh Dooley's I want to say also, that you got to it first but I think that helps the humor he's also the alum an alum of Altman Robert Altman which we talked about before uh, with uh, Osi and Stiggs I think this movie is also a little bit Altman like in the overlap of dialogue. And I wonder if that's deliberate.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was John Hughes' first movie, and I feel like that he must have seen Altman, the way that people have natural conversations in these movies. Except Weird yeah. Science, I think Weird Science is a little more um, theatrical. You know, I mean, you know, like actual stage-bound, where the lines are fast mm-hmm. and furious, but they don't overlap each other. Just waiting, pause, go, pause, go, pause, go. But a lot of his movies in the beginning had kind of overlapping until he, I think, you know, when he broke through with Ferris Bueller, is that when he started making more studio style.
1: Yeah. So, um, that was Molly Ringwald's, not first movie, right? No, she was was in in Tempest. Space Hunter.
0: Yeah, Space Hunter, yeah. And she was on, uh... I do not like Molly Ringwald. I'm just going to say this now. I do not think she's a very good actress. She was absolutely better in this, though, than she ever was in Facts of Life in the first season. Sweet
1: God, that was awful. (laughs) Okay, I don't know. It's TV. I don't watch it.
0: Yeah, I know. You never watch TV. You don't even own a TV. You project everything through your
1: mind's eye. (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. I have a disc player in the back of my head. I am a robot. It's it's me who has been a robot this whole time. Oh,
0: no. Ah, I've been fooled.
1: Beep, boop. (laughs) Um, Boop.
0: Breakfast Club is the one that I have seen the least, and I don't know why. That's... Because I just rewatched it, and I just thought it was just unbelievably groundbreaking. It just—I remember people telling me it was their favorite movie, and I saw it back in the '90s. Like I think I was a junior in high school. And I haven't seen it
1: since. Wow, dude! I know, right? So, so this is a movie that I had seen only on television. All of these movies are just TV for me. I would seen them only on television. And this well actually I never saw 16 Candles until this whole thing like like you a few months ago I saw it for the first time Um, so but this one Breakfast Club I had seen the TV edits with my dad over the years just on TV when they showed it on TBS or TNT or the Turner channels basically and my dad would always be like this is a good movie just like seal of of approval for my dad because it's about people learning to get along right and I really do believe wholeheartedly that every teenager or young tween whatever needs to watch this movie they need to
0: high school is very very painful and very difficult to deal with And, and a lot of people don't try to put themselves in other people's shoes I think a lot of what happens in high school is we're all damaged and some of us recoil and take it in and some of us mm-hmm. need to let it out and they need to hurt other people, make them feel as bad as they feel or something.
1: Well, it's not a need, but yes, they do a that. A desire.
0: What's it uh, well, it's like their only way to deal with whatever's going on in the world is they need to get that out. And I think a lot of people feel like they need to be, they need to have enemies so they, they can feel like a
1: hero. Like
0: the only so, way they know how to function, they're always looking for a villain so they can be the champion. Yeah, yeah,
1: but they're unknowingly the villain <laughs> it's so weird so the villain in this story is actually bender who's not the villain he becomes more and more complicated bender is the tough kid who is from an abusive family a household that uh is very hostile towards him and so he is the rough combat boot wearing Right, Big but you guy. realize
0: that through the movie that he's not the only one that's abused. It's just his is the more cliche, it's obvious the version. Physical.
1: It's right. the physical version, and then you have the jock. Bender is played by Judd Nelson. The jock is played by uh, Emilio Estevez, and he he basic the basic football daddy. Even though it's not football, it's wrestling here. Um, the the concept of football dad The dad living vicariously Through his son's high school successes um, And being Not a good coach But the bur- bludgeoning coach yeah. to him. So that's his His heaviness You have Molly Ringwald Who is basically a version Of the character that she played Sixteen Candles But popular Because in Sixteen Candles she wasn't popular She was just a girl She wasn't not popular either. She had friends and stuff. But here she's the most popular girl and she is still a bit pink, which is interesting because that comes up later. Uh And uh, it's like back and forth with her throughout these movies. She's like, not popular, popular, not popular. (laughs) Anyway. So, uh, our nerdy dude is Anthony Michael Hall. And Ali Sheedy is what? Is she the goth girl? Is she I, is considered the goth?
0: I guess I just considered She's, the misfit. Well,
1: absolutely, it. misfit. I agree with you. That's a better terms than goth. Yeah.
0: Good. Yeah, and then we have. Then, who is the principal? I can't remember his name. He passed away recently. Paul. Oh,
1: I don't uh, I don't remember his name, but shit. he has. He steals the scenes that he is in. I'm quietly,
0: All of his I'm scenes. quietly looking on IMDb. Shut up.
1: <laughs> Don't <you judge>
0: <laughs> go ahead. Um, but I know he was like the bad guy in uh or not the antagonist guy in die hard. Uh club damn it. I can't remember his name, it's bugging me. Okay, but go ahead, continue. <laughs> Paul Gleason. Paul Gleason. I had the Paul right.
1: <laughs> Paul Gleason. Yes, he's really cool. Uh who's the janitor who's always in John Hughes' movies?
0: Um, I can't remember right now but I asked him a question uh, a couple years ago on yeah. Facebook and he uh, let me remember it. Uh, he was the guest on a podcast I was listening to and I asked a question how did he come up with such a unique character in Weird Science even though he only had a minute of dialogue you know of screen time whatever and I said it just seemed like such a full-fledged character and what he did was mock me mercilessly on the podcast well fuck him <laughs> What? Imaki? he did he goes that's such a stupid question I was only on I didn't really try anything I didn't develop a character and I, I, I I'm telling you right now you watch weird science he's only on it for a little a bit and he creates a really good character so John Capello says his name I don't know why he was shitty to me
1: <laughs> I don't think he was but I think the question uh, was he though because I didn't hear it
0: well but- no, I'll find the episode I'll play it for you later he says I don't uh,
1: damn it. insert insert the excerpt <laughs> into this episode yeah. from that show I'll download that it and do that
0: <laughs> wow um, um, go
1: ahead sorry. yeah so, so but I actually like his his character uh, he used to be like the and it's really subtle the janitor used to be like a sports king at the school years before yeah
0: but he's not they don't play him as completely broken and they don't play him as any, like a, a jerk or anything or a sad no start, but like, he's like around it.
1: He is the wisdom. He is the wisdom of the
0: movie. He's made the mistakes in his life, and he wants to teach. And the funny thing is, he doesn't really teach the kids so much. He teaches the principal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, The kids end up teaching each other um, how to reconcile all of their differences. And they're honest. And it's pretty amazing.
0: How do you feel about the scene where they clean Ali Sheedy up metaphorically? You know, I mean quotation marks. Okay, well, how do you feel about that? The
1: biggest criticism we have. I don't mind the makeup. I mind the hairstyle. Her hair was so much cooler before the fading.
0: So do you feel like they, they were trying to wasp her up or whatever you want to call it to make her you know more palatable? I I feel like that they should have been together as they were. I mean he already I, liked her.
1: You could tell from the movie
0: he already liked yeah, her before she cleaned up. Bender,
1: Bender liked her. Yes. No, I, no, no, no. Yeah.
0: no. Wait, Wait, not Bender Clark,
1: Wait. Andrew. Yeah, it's the it's the flip. Sorry. Not you, Andrew. That Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> the the rug the, the rugby guy. There's no rugby, the wrestling guy. <laughs> um yeah, but I I really liked her hair. L B recently got her haircut. In a similar style, she actually went to a hairdresser and said, like, Ali C.D. and Breakfast Club and showed the picture. Really? Her, yeah, her huh. hair is pretty good that way for a while. I
0: tried doing the same thing, but they just laughed and laughed. And I was like, well, no, like seriously. I am now. Just, just like, push the hair from the sides and mush it up and over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's
0: ridiculous. It is. Guys, I'm um, bald. I'm, I'm wicked bald.
1: I, I don't know much more what you can say about it other than go point by point and what happens and what happens. Yeah, and what I don't happens. like doing that. We never do like that. Uh, nah. And um, what What
0: surprised yeah. me is how Judd Nelson should have been a megastar from this. He his performance is knock it out of the park because he was the only one I think that was unknown out of this cast. Everybody had been in a movie that people had seen before this, and he was in I think making the grade, which is a you know didn't make any money and I think barely got released. So he comes out of nowhere with this just amazing performance. And I think the yeah. problem is, is I've been watching his follow-up films... And I think he was so desperate to shake the image he had uh, of himself, or that they, you know, of Breakfast Club. No.
1: Well, no, not Breakfast Club, because after that, he ended up doing collegiate movies and Brat Pack movies, smaller, um, not smaller, but like ensemble cast things, and he wanted to shake that. He wanted to shake the pack.
0: I guess. Well, I mean, okay, so the Brat Pack thing was kind of a plague for a while, so he did... St. Elmo's Fire, and that was a hit, and that was an ensemble. But then he did Blue City. And I have never seen Blue City until just recently. It, it debuted on mm. uh, Hulu last week. And I was ex- very, very eager to see this because it was an action movie produced and written by Walter Hill. He, huh. was, he was originally going to direct, and I was like, that's cool. I can see this." and it just doesn't work. He's so miscast. It, it doesn't huh. work at all. The character's not supposed to be that smarmy and jokey. It's like they rewrote it for... Uh, general, right. You know, or, to, to bring more of a Bender into it, and then uh, he did From the Hip, which is a very unfunny uh, court drama comedy thing. Right. Uh, right. Then Relentless, which is,
1: uh, and it, he was just stagnating. Right. Yeah, he and you get New Jack crazy. City, but he was part
0: of an ensemble again. He just didn't stand out. It just is kind before of before
1: that, though. Hold on, you're skipping one. What are we missing? The Dark Backward.
0: Dark Backwards after New Jack City. It is. Yeah, it's ninety two.
1: 92 Hmm. no I thought it was 90 anyway anyway he does dark backward in order to shake the brat pack yeah and I I wish he'd been able to do stuff like that earlier yes I think he succeeded but I think it might have fractured his career as well for a while yeah no Uh, I don't don't know what he does (laughs) so um, on to the oh wait 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 wait. I sent you a movie
0: I I did not get to see it yet Reach the Reach rock. The I rock. Seen it yet.
1: Well, I'm gonna tell you okay. a little bit about it. Reach the rock feels like a, it's don't it's not as it's, it's not exact, okay? But it has a vibe like Rumble Fish, just a vibe, and it has hijinks like Ferris Bueller. Really? I thought this was like a straight-up drama, like a. It's not okay. It's not. It's got some light elements. It's got some way drama elements, and. Um, It has the authority figure versus the one guy. Now, the one guy, this is a semi-sequel, semi, and it's a spiritual sequel to Breakfast Club. The one guy is Bender. He's not named Bender in the movie, but imagine him as Bender. Is
0: this the one with Alessandro Navolo? Yes. Okay, okay.
1: Yes. Imagine him as Bender, and imagine Brooke Langton as Molly Ringwald's character, I forget her name. And they don't quite work after a few years. And this is the result. And there's been a prior tragedy with Norman Reedus earlier in a backstory flashback thing. Uh, And you have William Sadler being the authority figure. And this is the movie. It's a spiritual quasi sequel to breakfast club. And it, in very many ways, feels like Bender, but also, like I said, it has a, a weird vibe like Rumblefish. Hmm. Yeah. And, and John Hughes so. involved in this? He wrote it. Okay. Who directed it? It's a la- I don't okay. really know, but it's the last thing he wrote that got produced.
0: Why is it that John Hughes walked away? That's the thing I'm curious about. He stopped. He started writing stuff like uh, under a pen name, and he just flat out stopped directing.
1: I've heard and the rumors kids that and stuff. well,
0: I heard that rumors that John Blue, or Jim Belushi made him so miserable on Curly Sue that he just had enough of directing, and I think that's weird. After all those movies that one would just break you, and I would just say, just don't hire Jim Belushi again.
1: <laughs> yeah, it happens though. It happens. Yes. Uh, all right. So, third movie. On to uh, also a semi uh, prequel sequel situation with the next two movies. Uh, Pretty in Pink.
0: But I do not like this movie. I'm going to say it now. I do not like this movie.
1: Well, it's very interesting because it's pretty opaque. It's just Molly Ringwald pining for this one dude and uh, John Cryer pining for her. And he's not the dude she's pining for, it, but he is uh, really honestly now that I've seen it away from my more. Um, I suppose ignorant times as a youth because I've seen this movie over the years too Um, he is absolutely flamboyant there are certain scenes in which he plays like he's a gay dude his fashion sense is really cool for the time except the hats the hats really make him look like uh, Blossom (laughs) yeah look he and i'm not using this as a negative euphemism i'm using it as the word is used now he's a bit queer in this movie now he could be bi he could be whatever but he plays it with this flamboyance where the audience refused to accept that he was supposed to end up with her so they reshot it
0: Whoa, you can tell too that wig on andrew mccarthy is ridiculous (laughs) <laughs> is that Chewbacca hair? I mean, it's not convincing.
1: Well, what I noticed also is that Andrew McCarthy being the rich kid, um, he's not that good looking.
0: Man, he's kind of dull, too.
1: I just he's don't dull, this. He's boring. He's not good looking. Ducky is the guy with all the charisma. And he's obnoxious as all hell.
0: God, but that's what drives me nuts. And part of it is personal because I remember discovering that, hey, if you're loud and r- ridiculous and silly all the time, you will stop getting beat up if you get uh, people to laugh at you. And I turned into this obnoxious clown, and I look back now, and I hate it. So part of it, that's why I hate Ducky, but
1: also, damn, dude, you're annoying!
0: And I love John Cryer, but he's so
1: annoying in this. Yeah, I mean, we've seen him do <sighs> great stuff. Dudes, he's superb. I'd rather watch Morgan Stewart's
0: coming home than Pretty and Pink ever again.
1: Oh no! But he's also obnoxious in that. What are you gonna do? I can't
0: watch Superman four. I'll tell you that much. He's worse than that. Oh boy.
1: Well, I'm sympathetic to his character. Uh, I am also like you, you. Bash your head against the wall with his character because he's he's obviously doing all the things wrong. He like he gives her the cold shoulder. He freezes her out. But also, she's like obviously written as somewhat of a idiot slash user even though maybe she's ignorant of her using him Um, I have literally been in the situation in which I was calling a girl that I had a crush on night after night or however long sometimes she would call me we would have these conversations and they would always end up with her talking about this guy Ah. that she likes until I just stopped calling and it went away but like don't you get it? I'm not talking to you because I'm wanting to hear about your crushes on other people yeah it's I'm trying to build a relationship with you and it's not working um, so like, I get him, I totally get him I, I get her a bit but since the studio said no nobody nobody is accepting Ducky who is a bit queer in this as her boyfriend who she should get with reshoot it Andrew McCarthy is the guy so they did well damn it he said fine I'll do it and he did it and this movie is kind of cool a- Annie Potts is really good oh I love Annie, Annie Potts this movie yes is amazing like what you have with Ducky uh, being so annoying you have the buffer to that which is Annie Potts being amazing. So uh, it's it's okay, but it's really frustrating. And I'm just going to combine the two now and skip because it still has to do with the ending of this movie, Pretty and Pink. Some kind of wonderful is the antithesis to Pretty and Pink. And it's written that way deliberately.
0: Yes, he it's wanted... infinitely better. Oh my God, is it better.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it was the one that even Elby said we, like like she said for herself, but I agreed, so I'm gonna say we. We thought it was like the weaker of the bunch. But, no, it's really strong actually. Also, it has a Jesus of Mary Jane song on the soundtrack. <laughs> so that, that helps. That, that's what you need.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I also, going back to Pretty and Pink, I did not like the fact that they're shoving the theme song down my throat every ten minutes. Oh, right. They played yeah. that thing to
1: death. You know, um, a little bit about that song. It's Simple Minds, and it's a song that I absolutely no, hated. That's Psychedelic hated. Verse. Uh Oh, no, yeah, you're right. Don't You Forget About Me is Simple Minds. Right. I want to go back and talk about that for just a second. Okay. Sorry. Simple Minds, it's a song, uh, Don't You Forget About Me, is a song that I absolutely hated for a little bit, for actually a huge chunk of my life. I just couldn't stand it. Kids playing video games got to know me when we were playing, and they learned that I didn't like that song and they would just sing it over and over. Oh oh my God. And I'd be like, shut up, I'm a cowboy, I gotta shoot, whatever, you know. Um, You were a cowboy, a steel horse you ride? Red 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 (laughs) Red Dead Redemption, you know, playing on that and they're like, don't you? And I'm like, shut up. But I've calmed down about it. But the real thing about that song is that it was given to Billy Idol to sing Really? And he was just, yeah, he was just like, yeah, I don't, and oh, whatever. And it just slipped by him. And then he was like, hey, um, what happened to that song that you gave me? And they're like, oh, you passed it by for whatever reason? And he's like, what? I did? And then uh, it's a big hit in this movie and he's like, crap. And then, so he re-released like his own version. He did a live version of it and he played that on his show on XM Raid, its not good. Oh, no. hell! <laughs> it's bad. It has weird beats. It's—it's it's bad. But he could have probably done it really well back then too. Uh, okay, so back. So yeah, Psychedelic Furs. Um, <laughs> I'm not fond of it because the guy's voice sounds like he garbled, gargled razor blades. <laughs>
0: okay, are you are you a fan of? Um... Joe
1: Cocker? No,
0: no, no. no. (laughs) They remind me of I Can't Hardly Wait. They sing a song, Can't Wait, and Bastards of Young. Why can't I think of it? The replacements.
1: Uh, Okay, so. (laughs) I'm not a fan of the replacements. I don't hate the replacements, but this is also a point of contention that LB and I have had. It's one of her favorite bands, Uh and she she hardly listens to them because if she listens to music around me, she just doesn't want me to be annoyed all the time uh if it's gonna be the replacements but it's they're not that annoying i just don't see what the big deal is about them
0: right right i I just watched a documentary we're going off tangent here but i watched a documentary about the replacements and i was like oh so the replacements aren't going to show up in this you're just going to talk to the fans for two hours oh
1: god and you're also not gonna play any of the replacements music in that documentary (laughs) you watched
0: it too didn't it was terrible yes oh my god
1: like really yeah. Where's the music? No, you license not <laughs> uh, license any. Okay.
0: But some kind of wonderful to get it back on track. is not terrible yeah. there. good. No, we're back, we're it's back good. Eric,
1: um,
0: you know what's Eric funny Schultz. is I was telling you who was originally cast in this and who the original director was, and it, it seems like it's to be so different. That Martha who, Coolidge who, who, was the original director, and it was set up with uh, 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 Kim Delaney and Kyle McLaughlin. Oh,
1: right, Kyle McLaughlin was the guy. I didn't know Kim Delaney was So Eric Stoltz is the guy that Kyle McLaughlin was going to play. Leah Thompson is the girl that he's totally infatuated with.
0: Yeah, and then she turned it down numerous times, and then Howard the Duck came
1: out and tanked horribly. So she said, yeah, "Yes." So she's like, "Okay, I need something that has money on it." But
0: it's Kismet and because she met her husband Howard Deutsch, yeah. who was a replacement Deutsch. director. It's Deutsch, Deutsch, I'm going to tell you, Deutsch, Deutsch. was it's it Deutsch? <laughs> it's German. Okay, it means German.
1: But I mean, they, now, you
0: know, they've been married ever since, and uh, yeah. they have a daughter who's an actress. And hey, it worked out.
1: Okay, side note about them. I have a friend. His name is Paul Warner. He was a security installation guy. So he set up, you know, security center, uh, sensors in their house and uh, maybe cameras. I don't know if they did that back then. Uh, but he did the security work in her house, um, setting up this tech, technical stuff. And he asked to use the bathroom. And she's like, sure. It's right over there. Go back. And he's he uses the bathroom. And he looks in the mirror after he's washing his hands. And he sees behind him this Framed picture of her when she's pregnant with their kid she's got a cigarette in one hand and she's got Jack Daniels in the other <laughs> and she's in her underwear <laughs> so they have a sense of humor about themselves that's my point
0: yeah
1: <laughs> uh, yeah that's just a little little, a little side note history yeah side yeah note. I mean, um, yeah the, Howard Deutsch and she met and Howard Deutsch did a ton of these John Hughes movies too.
0: Yeah, I think I think he's now a TV director, but for a while there, he was like one of the go to guys for this genre. And, uh. Mary. He, Mary well, there was a falling out between John Hughes and, uh. How'd you say his last name again? Deutsch? Deutsch, yeah. Yeah, uh. Because, uh. Deutsch agreed to changing the ending apparently without going through John Hughes. He agreed with the studio first, and they had a falling out. That's why he was not hired at first for Some Kind of Wonderful and only begrudgingly rehired him. Oh, wow.
1: I didn't know that. Cool. Wikipedia uh, I mean, people, you did because it's a good, it's a better movie. It is uh, Mary yeah. Mary Stewart Masterson, right? That's who it, her name is. Yes, yes. Mary Stewart Masterson is also, and they bring this up, and I totally think that they bring this up because of Ducky. So uh, Elias Codius is this punk who doesn't have a name, but his name is Morgan. But he doesn't have a name; he's just like punk. Skinhead Punk is what his name is in the credits.
0: Or um, best thing in this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's amazing. and he, he, Most of his lines are ad-libbed, by the way. Oh, really? So, uh, yeah, so he's riffing the whole time. But when he first shows up, he's an absolute jerk because he's a punk, and he calls her a lesbian. And it's because she's a tomboy. And that is directly in relation to ducky being as flamboyant as he was and nobody calling him on it in that movie in this movie they they're like we're aware that she's a tomboy
0: right And they mentioned that she's wearing uh men's underwear in the shower scene
1: yeah so it's very interesting uh how everything in this movie was a response to what john hughes didn't like about the previous movie the bigger hit
0: yeah, I just I just think the characters are just better in this one. Leah Thompson is such a strong female character uh, who refuses to like. I mean, her development from being Craig Sheffer's. I mean, immediately she realizes that she's being used and abused, and for some reason she just sticks with him because high school rules, you know. Yeah. And, but then she gets with Eric Stoltz, and that's the best part of the movie. Is when they get together, you think it's going to be this, you know, this whole cute thing or whatever. But it's complicated, and she has to fight with him at first. And like, yeah, I'm they, not they, something to be idolized.
1: They, they have tension. Like, not sexual tension. It's it's animosity. Yeah. Uh, it's like class here's tension. The thing. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But both movies have to do with class. Uh, but classes. I just don't think
0: they sell it that well. You, you Okay, in Pretty Pink, they sell it through James Spader. When yeah. he's the flat-out bad guy. And yes, you can see yeah. Craig Sheffer's a flat-out bad guy in this one. Right. And, but but that's not where the tension really is. The tension is based on the the, 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 the Eric Stoltz's perceived idea of who she is, compared to the sure, reality but, of who
1: she is. but really, if you think about it, it really, during the Greg Schaefer crescendo, it was set up a lot like something like uh, Toxic Avenger. So <laughs> Eric Skoltz would go to the party and become humiliated in some way, made to have sex with a goat or something, and then thrown into some vat of toxic waste somehow, and then you'd be like this Toxic Avenger I, can't, I cannot Stoltz's believe we're talking Avenger. about
0: John Hughes and Toxic Avenger hey,
1: <laughs> I this is I, I swore I like would remember my joke while I watched this movie I was like LB's like you're going to forget it anyway because I always do and I'm like no I have to remember it but that's actually how it felt I was like oh they're going to Toxic Avenger him. like some pull some pr- elaborate prank on him but that was the point they were going to try and then it didn't work <laughs> so and, oh well it didn't work because the punks showed up yeah. he had backup is he just shocked to so. you
0: that Elias Cotillas hasn't done more comedy I mean he's not a flat out like uh, ha 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 kind of guy but he's very good with the dry humor and the comebacks and I'm always shocked that almost 95% of his work has been serious dramas yeah what's so weird though because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is what everybody knows him for and he has that wry sense of humor in that movie and you think he would have got yeah. more I think it's a wasted potential yeah
1: I love him I love seeing him I'm always like Elias Cotillas However you say your name. <laughs> the guy that's I'm not on Law and saying, Order. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always saying it. I always back up and I'm like, Tony, I think. <laughs> but I love him. He's really great. And yes, the first time I recognized him was indeed uh, as Casey Jones. What, not Cyborg 2? Glass Shadow? <laughs> I was going to mention it. <laughs> Were you? Really? <laughs> We're such I nerds. mean, not by full title, but yes, I was going to mention it. But, but I decided not to Because <laughs> I, I wanted you to be the nerd Alright well I'm it. always yeah. the go to Let me tell you this about <laughs> high
0: school High school was me talking about movies nonstop while Everybody talked about sports I'm like well I like the movie Major League That's it I don't know anything about sports sorry And now my friends are like what Alright whatever movie guy
1: <laughs> And now everybody's like well, Marvel lasers and shoot scenes and... Yep, and everybody and loves movies now. And... Everybody
0: can have a conversation about movies now.
1: No, not, not just movies. They Bumble. just like laser movies. Movies yeah. with lasers in them. Frickin' laser beams. Yes, yeah, so uh, the resolution to this movie is pretty good. Um, like you said, she's a strong character. They're both strong characters. Um, I, well, first off, I am a little bit annoyed that Eric Stoltz blew his money. That was um, stupid, that but day. I've that seen really it. I've dumb. literally
0: seen it happen. My best friend did the same, unbelievably stupid thing. Money but for he college. This big
1: fight. He what? This big fight with his dad. Yeah. And then he talks his dad and like, I understand that this is stupid, dad, but I have to do it.
0: Oh, oh, you're right. You know what? That is different because my best friend didn't have a clue it was stupid, and he got into arguments with everybody about it. In fact, spent the whole summer not talking to any of us, and I had to be his roommate. Uh, that oh, wow. that following semester in college, and just arguing over why he would buy a ring that has broken. The girl broke up with him at his graduation party in front of everybody and made him cry. And yet, ah! <laughs> thank God they never got back together.
1: <laughs> right. So he wastes a lot on uh, some clothes, some uh, like getting his car fixed up. He wastes a lot of money, and then for what? A life lesson. Yep, <laughs> and she said, "Like he was." He, the, the, my problem, though, is that he's like um, kind of he kind of uh, goes where the wind goes. She had, the wind has two breezes. One is towards Heather, Th- uh, Leah Thompson, Heather Thomas. <laughs> and that's a well, the fall guy. Wow, he's dating older show. then. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, towards Leah Thompson, and then she's like, "Look, I'm not with." the jerk anymore but I need to be alone because I've never been alone and I need to be alone to figure out my who I am and it's really strong and it's really smart but then she's also like here's the other breeze she's walking away she's kind of being a pouty brat right now but she loves you and it's been established through this whole movie that she loves you and you've just been like yeah but I like the long haired girl why don't you just go after the short haired the tomboy done this go done and then this. he's like oh the breeze and then he goes and gets with the breeze which it didn't feel as um rooted you know it felt a bit more superficial on his end but she on her end she's like holy crap i love him
0: yeah well i'd also think i wasn't <laughs> submitted to re- reshoots and uh felt even faker than pretty and pink it, it just didn't work in pretty in pink
1: yeah I like well, why and
0: Andrew I'm sorry, Andrew. Well, person, why Ducky? I didn't. Ducky was so annoying. I didn't want her to be with any of them. Actually, they're all. Right. Annoying.
1: Neither. Neither. Yeah. Sure.
0: They all need to be alone. Yeah. The, uh, be alone. But um, I've had this where I was so infatuated with the one person, I didn't notice the person right next to me. Boy. Oh, really? I regret this. My sister's like, mm. you, "You idiot! You idiot! You didn't even notice!" And I was like, "But I love this girl." And she's like, "That girl doesn't even pay attention to you."
1: <laughs>
0: wow. Yep wow this is
1: Oh, i'm so stupid <laughs> that's ridiculous mm. well okay so uh, i've i think we've been really fair to these films in all of my in all of their warts and and scrapes and bruises and a little bit of uh, uncouth moments i still really like them yeah, I, I know some people, pretty, pretty, that, some people are going to be mad.
0: Some people are going to be mad. I didn't and like pink Pretty
1: in Pink, though. I know this. Pretty and Pink is the least of them, but there's a lot for me to like in it. Not the movie. Yes, you
0: know what I, mean? I, w- I I am in love with. I wish I could go my age now. I wish I could go into the fictional world and date Annie Potts then.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm married, but mostly yeah, just to
0: listen to the records for free. <laughs> I get kidding.
1: your point. No, I get your point. It, it, it's a valid uh, desire. I, I get it. It's How is totally it she's to able
0: that. to do that character without coming off as like a manic pixie girl who just is
1: older? Mm, quirk doesn't mean manic.
0: Yeah, but that was a the thing they sell to us through the entire 2000s is that everybody who's quirky is a manic pixie girl. You can be a yeah. functional adult and still be, uh, you know, peculiar.
1: Oh, well, look, look uh, this whole Manic Pixie Girl and all the criticism against it from various types of folk, uh, when you look at their profiles online, they all read like they, the criticizers of the Manic Pixie Girl, uh-huh. are Manic Pixie Girls, if oh. they are the female. And if they if they are not a female criticizing it, their profiles read like the guy that's totally into Manic Pixie Dream Girls. So, like... You doth protest too much, I think.
0: Aha! Uh-huh. Um, so I guess that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, yes. We got the beat. We'll be gearing up. uh there's a long delay, I'm sorry. We'll, we've had issues. <laughs> uh, not Andrew. Andrew's been fine. You weren't even supposed to come back this early. I, I apologize for calling in. It's all right.
1: Hey, you, you got me to watch some stuff and that I got to bask in some more. And it's really great. I don't do nostalgia, but... There's, a, there's a, a little bit of a dopamine hit from that sector, you know, yeah. the nostalgia sector that I try to not veer into. But, yes, it's nice. It's nice. So I appreciate this, and I appreciate you being like, here, here's weird science. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Thank Technically, you. it was on your list. It was on your list. I own. know, I know, but it was just like, a, I don't know.
0: Oh, so you just kind of like threw in a, oh, maybe, under the right circumstances, yeah, maybe, yeah, and yeah, I just exactly. got it for you anyway. Okay, well, yeah,
1: I guess yeah. it well, worked I out well. Did... Yeah, it, it's fantastic. Thank you.
0: No problem. All right, everybody, check us out on Facebook under Video Night. That's our regular podcast. We'll be doing, uh, you and I discuss. we'll be doing very short chunks at a time about one theme, variations yeah. on that theme every year. So you're not going to get the 12 to 10. Well, we did, I think, 10 last year, then, but typically we do yeah. 12 a year. Uh, We're we'll probably be doing three or four at most this year, and uh, the theme I think we've settled on is more detective noir variations on that theme. What?
1: I thought it was dragons.
0: <laughs> We're, you know what? We put that off for so many years. <laughs>
1: It's just gonna be a joke from now it on. It is.
0: It's like uh, uh, just one of these things. Like six years. It's like the Matt Damon thing on uh, the Jimmy Kimmel Show. That's <laughs> right. We'll eventually get yeah. to it. Like six years from now. No, I thought. I thought maybe we could do uh, down the road like uh, just a whole chunk of sci-fi, fantasy, and stuff like that. But sure. sure. Okay, so the next episode, um, this is interesting because when this airs, we'll probably still be suffering from the coronavirus issue. Um, Everybody I know is not working except for me, so they're available to record whenever they want, and I can't because I work retail. But my sister has a lot of time on her hands, so we're going to try to make some more episodes. The next one is a double feature of Footloose, and girls just want to have fun.
1: Hey, I'm glad I'm not on that one.
0: Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know the second one was going to suck that much. All right.
1: <laughs> all right. Hey, you're giving too much away. All
0: right. Well, I'll try to watch it again. Maybe I'll feel a little better about it. But, all right. Awkward ending. Goodbye, everybody. Good night.